Hey guys, and thank you for finding your way to Morgellons Discussion, the podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Murphy, and this show is about Morgellons facts. Uh, that is to say, what has been able to be demonstrated uh, for scientific purposes. So, if you hear me saying something about Morgellons disease on this show, it's got to be coming from the scientific world. It's been published in a prestigious journal. And the science, the experiments that went into producing that data are repeatable. So, if you're looking for factual information about the Morgellons disease condition, welcome to our show. Hi, and welcome back to Morgellons Discussion, the podcast on Anchor FM. I'm your host, Jeremy Murphy, and today I wanted to take a little bit of time to talk about biofilm. One aspect of Morgellons that keeps coming up over and over again is people talking about biofilm. But what concerns me the most is these people oftentimes talk about how they don't like antibiotics, but they're taking agents to dissolve biofilms. Now, I can understand, I mean, antibiotics, there's something that shouldn't be taken forever. But if you do have an infection, they are supposed to be taken until the infection is gone. And I think what a lot of people don't understand about biofilms is that they are literally habitats created by bacteria inside your body. And what I mean by that is that various species of bacteria work in tandem to construct. They literally build a place for themselves to survive inside your body. So if you can imagine like thousands and thousands of little bacteria of various species working together communicating with each other because they do that that's called the quorum sensing bacteria decide on a job that needs to be accomplished or it's something that's inherent to their nature and once they have enough replicated cells to accomplish carrying out the task then they release an enzyme to signal everyone inside the colony that it's time to go ahead and move forward and execute the action that needs to be accomplished in carrying out the construction of their habitat. If you want to know what it looks like, easiest way to describe it is the plaque on your teeth is literally that habitat. That white sticky stuff you're picking off your teeth and brush off, if you smear some of that onto a slide and look at it under a microscope, you're going to see germs. And those germs all work together to build that plaque on your teeth because your mouth is a place where they can get fresh nutrients and water. And your teeth are naturally porous. And there's recesses in the geography of your mouth that affords them an opportunity to colonize almost undetected. Even if you're brushing and flossing every day using the gray-ass mouthwash with the stevia, Unless you're getting your teeth sandblasted every few months by the dental hygienist, then those bacteria are going to survive in a cranny, cranny where your dental floss is never reaching. Now think about that. They've got six months between the time that you go to see your dental hygienist to get her to pressure wash the funk off your teeth to build a survivable habitat. Cranny. 
and it's that plaque, that nasty white funk that you scrape it off your teeth. Now, I know this is probably upsetting to some people, and it might make them not want to eat for a while. Cranny. But the fact of the matter is, it doesn't just happen in your mouth, but if it's happening in your mouth, and you're not getting your teeth sandblasted every few months, then you're swallowing those colonies. You're swallowing the plaque. And where does it go? If it survives the stomach process, depending on how well you digest your food, probably going to end up in your intestines. If that colony can affix itself to the intestinal wall, it can live there practically forever. Well, <laughs> as long as you're going to stay alive, receiving fresh nutrients and water. But let me tell you about these biofilm colonies, and I'm going to include a link in the description below to a great course that I took online to Coursera at University of Copenhagen in Denmark, Teria and Chronic Infections. And this class really focused on biofilm colonies. These colonies have not only channels for those fresh nutrients to come in, and, and be dispersed among all the residents living inside these habitats, but they also have channels for waste going out. Because just like you and I, bacteria poop and piss too, and that stuff's gotta go out, and where does it end up? That's right, cranium straight in your body. So coming back around, when people say that they want to bust up biofilms to taking biofilm busters, but they don't believe in antibiotics. I mean, look, when you bust up the biofilms, all those bacteria propagate inside your system. And if you're not taking antibiotics to kill them, when you bust open their habitats, they're just going to go somewhere else and colonize somewhere else in the body. Now, there are some other antimicrobial supplements and nutrients, but let's be honest, treponema pallidum is still susceptible to penicillin as far as we know. The problem is that penicillin has to be able to penetrate inside those biofilms, and that's what those biofilms are good at doing, keeping antibiotics out and affording survivability to the pathogens that are inside of it. Aha, so you ask why stay on long-term antibiotics? And the reason is because I went years and years and years without getting my teeth cleaned, I was smoking cigarettes, being a dumbass, and building up those biofilm colonies inside my system. So as I'm taking these biofilm busters, I do want to kill the bacteria that's inside of them by taking antibiotics and ensure that they're not going to go back and colonize somewhere else in my body. Lyme borreliosis is susceptible to penicillin, but the ability for that penicillin to get inside the biofilms that the Lyme borreliella create is not guaranteed. I often wonder about the follow-up with patients who were studied back in the 40s and 50s who were deemed to be cured of syphilis after receiving penicillin injections. I wonder if they didn't experience a resurgence 10, 20 years later. We know that Lyme borreliosis patients definitely experience relapse. Some may call it a chronic affliction, some may call it post-treatment relapse, but the fact of the matter is, recent research has demonstrated that those relapses occur in light of live motile pathogens inside these people's bodies. You ask me, based on what I learned from this class, I would have to assume that it's because of persistent biofilm colonies inside the body that will maybe remain in a quote-unquote latent stage but are still replicating live bacteria. The thing about these colonies is once enough cells have replicated inside of them, they literally pop open like a little submarine hatch and flood the bloodstream with fresh new bacterial. Uh, but the truth is a lot of these bacteria, they don't live in the blood, they live in the tissues and they just feed off the blood. They get the nutrients and hydration from it. And believe it or not, 
not, there are some doctors who don't believe in biofilm or look at biofilm as a reason to consider putting their patients on antipsychotic medications. It's true that a lot of people say biofilm, biofilm, biofilm and don't know what they're talking about. But there are some people who do know what biofilm actually is and more than likely that's going to be your dentist at this point. Biofilm happens all throughout the body. Now, if you talk to an orthopedic surgeon, they'll tell you about prosthesis biofilms and the latest innovations regarding antimicrobial nanocoatings to prevent potential adhesion of microbial colonies onto the foreign agent that's inside your body. Prosthetics have undergone an evolution in light of the evidence that bacteria colonize most generally. When people get in their minds an infection, they think about uh, bacteria cells floating around in the bloodstream, zap them with the antibiotics for two weeks, and then that person's cured. Uh, but the fact of the matter is those antibiotics cannot get inside the bacterial colonies that these agents are being freshly supplied from. And that's often why the patient relapses. However, spirochetal bacteria in particular have the capacity to trick the immune system into thinking that this is not a new exposure and think that it's already producing antibodies for the same strain of spirochetal infection. There's a lot of recent research on this and I'll include links in the description below. The thing that makes Lyme disease so particularly virulent is that it never travels alone. When somebody's diagnosed with Lyme disease, that means that they have a host of pathogens inside their system. It's not like catching the cold. When you get bit by a tick, that thing literally throws up, regurgitates several species of microbial agents inside your body. Anaplasmosis, ehrlichiosis, brucella, bartonella is in the ticks. And so all of these pathogens who have already been working in tandem inside the tick's gut start replicating that colonization effort inside a person's body. And the more species there are, the more likely that colony is able to survive the host's defenses. You want to talk about autoimmunity, the fact of the matter is these spirochetal bacteria in particular invade host cells. They crawl inside and they live there and they replicate inside of them. And so the immune system comes along and it goes, holy crap, that's a skin cell, but uh, look at that damn bacteria in there. Ah, we got to get it out of there. And so it just starts tearing the shit out of the, I don't know if that's how, uh, what do you call it, quote unquote autoimmunity works. But look, we are dealing with live bacteria and I don't understand why it's so controversial to talk about that. The science is right there. Everybody can see it. You can take a freaking class. You know, the longer you age, the more of these bacterial colonies you're going to take on and acquire. Yeah, viruses can live inside them too and help out. There is an antibody that has been demonstrated recently to be able to work on eradicating current biofilm colonies. And I think that's an exciting novel therapy. It may help save and prolong a lot of lives. But along the way, we're going to lose a lot of people who just don't know don't understand that, hey, go around smoking cigarettes and drinking alcohol and being a dumbass for 20 years, and you're going to end up with a bunch of funk coming out your body uh, by the time you hit 40. What do you guys think? Let me know. If there's anything that you want to talk about, feel free to leave me a message here, anchor.fm slash Morgellons. That's where we're at, and we're looking forward to talking to you guys again real soon.
Thank you.